to Page It to the Limit, a podcast where we explore what it takes to run software in production successfully. We cover leading practices used in the software industry to improve both system reliability and the lives of the people supporting those systems. I'm your host, Mandy Walls. Find me at LNXCHK on Twitter. All right, welcome. Today on Page to the Limit, we are going to do a recap of PagerDuty Summit 2021. Yay! We're all here today. Say hello, folks. Hi, everybody. It's Julie. Hi, it's Quintessence. And this is Scott. Hello, everybody. Excellent. All right. And for those who just joined us, I'm Mandy. So what you think? Uh, we did some projects for Summit this year. We, we did a bunch of workshops and we got to hang out in the virtual booths and talk to people. And we had some birds of a feather and all that kind of stuff. So Julie, why don't you kick us off? What kind of stuff did you get to do during during Summit? You know, I did give a a talk at Summit on shortening feedback loops with customer service ops, which was really exciting because there was a lot of talk about how do we bring customer service into that DevOps loop that we talk about a lot. So that was that was a lot of fun. I also hung out with some folks in the APJ region to talk about incident response and, and looking at incidents. But I think the the most fun thing that I did that I had fun with was the responding to incidents with PagerDuty and Gremlin, where we talk about incident response and illustrate it while using chaos engineering. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of participants. It's like two and a half hours of chaos and learning. So tons of fun there. Yeah, absolutely. That is a, a good workshop that, that we continue to do. Uh, Scott, what what about you? What did you think? I was involved heavily with PagerDuty University, but I do want to say uh, the comment about that workshop with with Gremlin and, and causing chaos. My favorite part of that workshop is when we get to wreak havoc and jump into their groups and be that executive that like tries to just completely mess up their incident response process. That's that is the most fun part of the of the whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, and uh, so for my role in Summit this year, uh, there was uh, a decision to have a, a API masterclass to basically have like a certification on uh, using the PagerDuty API and APIs in general. And because uh, folks who use PagerDuty tend to, you know, want to be able to do things with APIs or at least learn more uh, about um, APIs, there was a lot of demand for that. So. There were three different sessions. It was basically like a a three-hour tour, essentially. But uh, the API class was broken up into three little bits. And uh, with the 101 class, where we honestly started at the bare bones beginning, talked about HTTPs, talked about uh, REST architecture, all that stuff, and then eased into what the PagerDuty API offering was and how to use that, how to use the docs, things like that. Then in uh, 201, we get a little more advanced and we introduce folks to tools like Postman. That was fun to help kind of give folks an idea of here are the tools that an engineer would use every day that's using, that's messing around with APIs or working with APIs. And so we we help them do that. And then in the third class, uh, we worked on uh, introducing Terraform. That is a, a topic that has taken the industry by storm, right? I mean, a lot of folks are using Terraform these days, and and there's still a, a big population of folks who still haven't really jumped into it yet with both feet. And so the class was able to 
allow people to kind of jump in and, and use Terraform a little bit. We use this rad new platform and these folks did not pay me to say this, but uh, after <laughs> after doing setting up the course, I use this uh, platform called Instruct uh, and it's spelled with a Q. So it's I-N-S-T-R-U-Q-T. You shouldn't have me spell on air. Yeah. We'll right, put we'll put it in the show notes. notes. Yeah. If I got it wrong, <laughs> sorry, sorry to the folks at Instruct. Uh, but Instruct was super rad. It allowed us to have a web-based platform to allow people to interact with a terminal and some code. And so they didn't have to install Terraform or anything. They just spun up these challenges in their browser. And then I was able to put some instructions off to the side of the screen and they can walk through the, the different challenges. And uh, it was a pretty slick little little tool uh, to work in and to have people learn a little bit more about how to do Terraform hands-on. And because uh, I, I think at the end of the day, that's why we go to conferences, right? We go to conferences to learn. We want to get more knowledge than we previously had beforehand. And so with Summit, I think that's what we were, we were trying to do as, as a team and, and as a company was to tr- try to help provide that knowledge uh, to the folks who were attending. And so that was, that was fun to be part of, of PageDuty University and to help folks at least uh, learn a little bit more. I know uh, Mandy and Quinn, you also had some uh, PageDuty University uh, sessions. You want to talk about those? Yeah, go ahead, Quinn. Tell us about your uh, your session. I, I would like to first. I'm gonna just back up about the Gremlin workshop, though, because one of the <laughs> one of the things that happened right after that workshop, I got a LinkedIn notification. I don't get LinkedIn notifications. I mean, I do, but I normally ignore them. But this one was odd, so I logged into the platform, and one of the fellows from the workshop friended me, and all it said is, "You are a terrifying exec." Lap try emojis <laughs> in sequence. <laughs> so what you're saying is you did a really, really good job. <laughs> well, you know, I did stare him down. I'm like, why did you tell me that? This is an exercise when they were giving away information that you shouldn't do. <laughs> why are you doing this? So that was a good time. Got to have um, the the TA in that particular group was was like <laughs> demoing and trying to like show them or not demoing, but like modeling how to have an interaction <laughs> with an exec so that they could, you know, learn, learn by watching. It was, it was a good time. The, I mean, the workshop overall is a good time, but I don't know. It, it is a bit fun to cause just enough chaos to startle people out of their, their A plus game. So beyond that, I did also deliver a workshop via PDU Um, Mine was on DevSecOps, and that is based on the guide that I wrote earlier this year. But mostly my focus on the workshop was developing empathy and context because it wasn't supposed to be a security for security engineers training by any measure. But what it was supposed to do was kind of give Dev and Ops in particular a kind of launch pad into why integrating security into their processes early is beneficial to them, how it doesn't necessarily have to be frictionful. I read a page from the Phoenix Project. Because I figured that's a well enough known book, but I designed the questions that I asked them such that they didn't have to have read it, which it ended up being a good thing because I asked them how many of them had read it. 80% had not. Like I'm not even talking about read it, but don't really remember it or read it and remember it well enough. Like they didn't read it yet. So I was like, oh, okay. But the reason I chose that book is when I was doing some research, um, one of the security engineers I talked to said, you know, try rereading the book, but from the perspective of security so that you're because usually when you're reading it on its first pass, you're paying attention to how dev and ops talk to each other. You're not really paying attention to how to how they talk to security specifically until you are and it's and it's just as contentious talking to security that than they did to each other. So 
I level set on that and then talked through some things that could be done to not only improve communications, but also improve security posture in a way so that people who are in DevOps don't feel like they have to become security specialists. But knowing how to talk to your teams is a bit important, right? We all love receiving requests where there's not information we need or whatever. And it's really frustrating. You have to have a lot of back and forth. So it's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I followed up after after Quinn with a workshop on automation, which was kind of nebulous. Like Scott's opportunity to do a little bit more hands-on like what's like where are we gonna are we gonna do anything hands-on uh no and like uh so we did a session on automation around a bunch of nerdy stuff actually so uh the autoremediation.pagerd.com ops guide has actual references to white papers in it which is you know a little scary but we talked about the the dreaded i word idempotent um, or idempotent, which I heard this morning. I had not heard that pronunciation. I'd never heard that time. word until I watched your session. So that is definitely something I learned. That is a big vocab word for, for automation. It is a big vocab. I hope we don't run into the gif gif problem. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. Wars just listening to the podcast. We'll put a definition of that in the show notes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we can link to that 100%. Yeah, so we went through some of that. And of course, a sprinkling of XKCDs, cartoons about uh, automation, because there's a few good ones there. And then followed it up at the end with a, a bit on uh, Rundeck, which we have a, a smattering of, of customers who have seen Rundeck before and some who haven't. So we took some opportunity there just to take folks through some basics of auto remediation there. So yeah, it was a Yesterday was a long day. That was a long day. We had three different sessions for folks who, who weren't there live. We had three different blocks of time where we we're trying to cater to Europe and the East Coast and then the West Coast. You got your own block. And then there was a whole nother block for Australia, Asia, Pacific. And uh, luckily, none of us were on that uh, Australia, Asia, Pacific time because uh, even that's even late for us on the West Coast. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a long but a good day. Yeah. The good part is for everybody else, like if you missed it, if you weren't sure or didn't fit your schedule this past week, all of the sessions, including our stuff from yesterday, all the PDU sessions and all the regular conference sessions and all the keynotes, all that stuff is available on the Summit platform. So you can sign up. It's available on demand through the end of July 2020. So you'll have access to it there. And, you know, we hope you take advantage of, of some of that stuff and, and look at it there. So Also, you can take the API Masterclass, those courses that, that Scott did. You can take that certification as well through the end of the next 30 days. We'll put a link and the code to take that certification. Don't do like I did and try to take it before you go through the classes. <laughs> It's legitimately hard, but you do learn everything that you need to know by the end of these three courses to take this certification. And and Scott, I have to say those courses were just amazing. And I learned so much, especially about REST APIs. Thanks, Julie. Um, so that is, yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. It, it was honestly a, a, a lot of fun to put together. I uh, worked on a, a small team to, to help put those things together and pull those resources together. And then when we were thinking about the exam, I mean, think about trying to make certification exams, and especially on something that isn't necessarily like your company's focus, right? Like, like, yeah, like right? PagerDuty can make a certification exam on incident response because, hey, guess what? 
we're an incident response platform. But APIs are just, it's such a general topic. So, but the interesting thing is that the thing that I notice about various topics all across software and all across technology is that from our perspectives, we think that everyone knows about a certain topic. So no one wants to hear about it anymore. And then you offer it and realize, wait, there's still a population of people that have, they're like, oh, I've heard of APIs, but I've never really like tried them. I've never really tried programming or tried, you know, programming against an API or making API calls. And there was definitely a population of people that came to the courses with that background. You have to have a certification exam that's still accessible to those people. So you have to provide them with that information during the courses. But then you also need to provide a certification exam that someone who's been, you know, programming against APIs every day, all day for years, still can't just like waltz in and just check a box, right? So yeah, you you wanted to be meaningful. Yeah, there were some questions in there, especially that one, Julie, that you got, uh, that you uh, said to me actually yesterday. Uh, it was a pagination question where they were asking the math on how many calls are made to get this many objects back. And I was like, ooh, that's a good one. I, when I looked over the questions originally, I actually honestly didn't see that question. Um, and so that was, that was a good one. Can we cheat for our listeners on this episode? And let's give them the answer to this question. So for those of you, I got it wrong, by the way. I guessed wrong. Um, and Scott would not help me cheat. So I'm putting him on the spot right now. For those of you that end up doing this uh, API certification, the question is, using the PagerDuty REST API, what is the minimum number of requests required to retrieve 1280 incidents from the last month? The options are 1, 8, 12, and 13. Scott? So the explanation to that is, well, first, let me defend myself. As a teacher, I can't just give you the answer, Julie. <laughs> right? I can't just say, oh, it's this. I mean, how would you learn? Right? Okay. Anyway, so with the PagerDuty API, we have pagination. It, by default, the pages, when you get a list of things back, is 25 objects. But you can overwrite that uh, by passing a query string parameter. And that query string parameter, you can set up to 100. So if you can get 100 things back in a single call and you're trying to get 1,280 of them back in total, that answer is... 13. There you go. And I just want to say that Mandy did help me cheat and gave me the answer before you explained it. But thank you for your explanation. I was only trying to cheat on one question. <laughs> That's because she wasn't your instructor on the information. So she wasn't morally obligated to just not give you the answer. Exactly. Exactly. I have no moral <laughs> obligation to make you learn it yourself there. <laughs> See, at that point, Julie, you're just being resourceful. And that was good. That was smart. <laughs> Thank you. Because Google did not answer it for me. Anyway. Well, Google didn't know what the max was. That reminds me of a point that we that we made in the in the course is that folks, when they're getting into programming and they're getting into, you know, working with APIs and they're like, oh, well, what programming language should I start with? And that's I always shrug and put up my hands because there are so many different programming languages for all different types of activities and they all have pluses and minuses. Uh, some have two pluses, um, but um, <laughs> that was great. Very nice, very nice. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that was great. I came up with that one on the fly. Um, but the, the, t- the tip that I give people is that find out the resources around you and what they use on your teams at work or the folks that you talk with, uh, that you socialize with, if they're programmers, figure out what they use because they are going to be your best resources. And, you know, humans, people, I think, can be great resources for learning, especially when you have really specific, weird questions that really can't, uh, you know, oversell the the idea that, you know, or the help of someone who can sit down with you and kind of look at something together. And so, yeah, you, you pick the things, you, you find your resources. Julie found a resource in Mandy and said, you know what? Mandy knows about APIs. Mandy, what's, what's this question? And so Julie was being resourceful. So that was good. Thank you. You know, another great resource for folks here (laughs) is you can find us all and a lot of other people that love to help and answer questions, or if you love to help and answer questions at community.pagerduty.com. That's a great resource for people. By the way, folks, we had really not much of an idea what we were going to talk about today. So this is all unscripted (laughs) fun here that we are having. Um, But I do highly recommend people to come over to the community and join us to have more fun. Absolutely. I will say like, I spent some time today catching up on some of the sessions that I didn't get to see. And we were so busy, right? Like we, we have all these other duties (laughs) duties <laughs> we have to do during the during summit so like between going to to boffs and being in the booth and doing our own stuff and our workshops and whatever else like i didn't get up didn't really get to see anything real time so i sat down this morning to, to watch a couple and like i was super impressed with like the breadth of customer stories that we had like across a lot of industries so like so far i've just kind of started going through the automation ones and like Trimble is in there and there it's like construction technology or something like it's crazy, like not necessarily anything you'd think about being software first, but like they have a, an interesting story about like their services and stuff like that. And then Parsons, which is like critical infrastructure and defense contracting and all kinds of stuff there. So like all kinds of, of wild stuff that's in the in the content from the different customers. So that's been super interesting too. So I'm looking forward to making use of the on-demand to watch some more of these in the next couple of weeks. You know, one of the, the cool projects that I worked on, so we have a pro bono program here at PagerDuty because we really like to give back as part of pagerduty.org. And one of the um, projects that I got to be involved with was International Medical Corps. And they had a session at Summit too, where we were looking at how do we use PagerDuty for real crisis response. And it was absolutely a fun project to work on. And we got to kind of work a little bit out of the box um, when thinking through mobilizing people across the world in real time. You know, it could be a hurricane or a volcano or, or even Ebola, which was one of the things that was actually going on while we were working on the project. But they talk about it at Summit too and kind of what we did. And that was that was a really interesting use case. So check that one out. Yeah, that was super cool. Some of the other stuff that was in there that's super interesting, I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet. And I don't know if anybody else has yet either. Is like, there's a whole diversity and inclusion track, which is super exciting to see in like a mainline conference. Like you've really, like if that, that investment, right? Like you could have put more marketing stuff in those tracks, right? But like, it's, it's diversity and inclusion, it's community stories. It's like all this belonging and and stuff that's really good it was super interesting to me too because like in the 
the current climate where there's like certain companies that are like, oh, you know what? We don't want you to bring your whole self to work. Like PagerDuty is doubling down and saying, you know what? You're people. And like, we know you're people and we want you to be people with us. And just a plug for our careers page. If anybody feels like there's some place that uh, doesn't appreciate them the way they should be appreciated, PagerDuty is definitely hiring. And definitely check out some of those stories too. We're also hiring in community and advocacy. Yeah, our team is hiring two roles. So we're hiring one of us, an advocate, which you get to do amazingly cool things like a podcast and yeah. a bunch of other stuff too. Um, and we're also uh, looking to bring on a head of community as well, um, which we'll put the links in the show notes. Yep. So with the other duties that we uh, we had, did you guys have any good conversations in any of the like boffs or... I know Julie and Scott were playing some games in the booth the other night. Yeah, you know what? Okay, let's just let's just talk about this. <laughs> I learned some things. We'll just say that. Well, I think we just before there. she goes into the thing, though, I will say this: just from for us, right? <laughs> we have duties to help Summit run, and this yes. is true for any conference, yes. right? 100%. It's really. I mean, I know that the thirty days is definitely for participants to catch on sessions they wanted to catch and couldn't, or whatever. But it's also kind of for us. And everybody else who helped make Summit run because we were busy hopping around. And like relevantly to making Summit run, <laughs> Julie and Scott had games in the booth to make the booth interactive because it's a virtual booth, right? So that all required labor. We were also in the booth at like one o'clock in the morning because as as mentioned, this was a, you know, we were supporting all regions. And so Scott and I did play, well, Scott played with some background direction from Julie of jump, no, turn. Played Nintendo Entertainment System, old school Metroid. And I, I, I had the pleasure of teaching Scott when the, the Justin Bailey hack. So if you have an NES and you have Metroid, you hit continue, you type in the password Justin Bailey and then spaces the rest of the way. And then uh, dashes the rest of the way, just dashes, for anybody dashes. listening, Sorry. following at home. But Scott, what was that fun experience like for you? That was awesome. I was able to play Metroid where Metroid, what's the character's name? Samus. Samus took her helmet off. So her hair's all flying around and um, she had all these like amazing guns and we, I was in a level I'd never seen before. And uh, you know, we were trying to make sense of the whole thing. Uh, it sounds a lot like, you know, incident response, right? You're trying to make sense of everything and you're not sure what's going on and you got to find it. And so that's that's how we related it back, right? So um, that's what we did there. Uh, I learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. And definitely learned that Julie definitely knows her Metroid, because I did not know my Metroid. I was more of a Legend of Zelda sort of kid. Um, and so, you know, ask me anything about that first Zelda game, I could probably get you there. Uh, but Metroid is one I'm still trying to, to crack. Yeah, I think I played more... I, I definitely played more video games as an adult than I did as a kid. But like, I'm at the like Lego Star Wars level nice. on the PlayStation. Like, basically, when I play. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with the Lego games. They're actually really nice art wise without making it really expensive for a computer to run in. I do miss the old Nintendo games. They they were fun. I still have my original, but I played a lot of Mario, actually. And Scott, the only reason I knew anything about Metroid is because my brother always played it and he would never let me play it. And so I just had to sit there and watch it. Which is the case most of the time with all of us with older siblings or friends or things like that. 
And now it's a whole business. That's the whole point of Twitch, right? Is to like watch your older brother and his friends play video games a lot. There you go. (laughs) Mandy, good setup for Twitch. What? Right? What? By the time this comes out, we'll have launched a Twitch channel for Patreon community. And I was trying to like subtly lead it around, right? Um, Yeah. Join us on Twitch. We'll be broadcasting different things over there, uh, doing integrations, and maybe we'll be talking to some of the folks who've done these sessions on Summit and that kind of stuff. So, And if you'd like to be on our channel, if you work for a company that has an integration, PagerDuty, you want to come in and show it off, drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the on the channel. So, yeah. We're busy. We're busy people. You know, speaking of the interactive and trying to be interactive at Summit, I uh, I stepped into Quinn's talk. And Quinn, you want to talk about how like interactive you were in your... I thought you used a really creative way of interacting with your audience and they completely responded. Like they were really engaging. Yeah, they were into it. I use Slido. It wasn't, it wasn't like the most high tech of solutions, but I just peppered live Q&A throughout the whole presentation. So for those unfamiliar, the workshop sessions are about an hour and a half long. And if it feels like a lot to sit at a five minute Zoom or a five minute night on Zoom or a 20 minute to 30 minute full length talk on Zoom, like you can see where I'm getting at with this. So I just thought an hour and a half feels long. So I wanted to take about 15-ish minutes in total, not consecutively of of just questions to get them to talk back at me. And I actually, it was a nice surge of dopamine to have the word cloud responses and ask them questions about how they feel, how they would implement or, or whatever I was asking at the particular juncture in the talk and just see the words pop right into there. I was just like, oh yes, this is going just the way I wanted. Ah, so happy. So happy it worked out. Yeah, it was super cool. Like watching the the folks like respond with all the, like positive and negative connotations for all the stuff you're asking them about. Cause it's kind of, it's like you mentioned before, it's kind of contentious, right? Yeah. Like, and I loved when people gave some of the one word answers for, you know, one of the questions was, you know, what's the state of working with, if you're in DevOps working with security, or if you're in security working with DevOps and a lot of back and forth questions like that, like, how do you feel about each other? And most of them were, you know, the type of words that you would expect, like anxious, fearful, difficult to communicate or whatever. And then some people would send me full on sentences <laughs> in the word cloud. And they weren't, they weren't mean or anything. They were just very prescriptive and I enjoyed it. (laughs) There's some, there's some feels there. 100%. So definitely, definitely some feels. Well, what else do we have coming up? Still doing meetups. We're still going to do all those things now that we're over this hump of summit stuff. Scott, are we going to see the, do you think we'll see those workshops other places for folks? I think so. I I think that it's a topic that people are, uh, you know, people are at all different levels of their journey. And so people want to see uh, that content in learning various topics. And so with APIs, I think those are absolutely, you know, the future and, and the current, right? The current and the future. And uh, we'll, we'll absolutely see that content uh, again and again, I, I do believe. And Terraform just keeps, just keeps coming. They, they just, HashiCorp just released 1.0 uh of the product and uh and folks just keep on using it and it's it's really powerful and again HashiCorp didn't pay me to say that either <laughs> i mean that, all this free advertising for me i think i'm missing out on an opportunity here <laughs> <laughs> all right well as a virtual conference now that it's over what do you miss most about being in person so we're looking forward to quinn i think you're going to minneapolis devops days 
at the end of July, we'll start to kick off more in-person conferences. What are you most looking forward to? Food. Food, <laughs> not from my own kitchen. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm not joking. Oh, I was going to say hugs. Uh, okay, but Julie, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> Food you don't have to cook. <laughs> that is That is very fair. And drinks you don't have to buy. I mean, that is that is a that is a win. And depending on what complexity you order, drinks you don't have to make either. So in other words, you can combine the food, drinks, and hugs. You can. Sometimes those things go very well together. I will say this though, I have been making at home a mix of coconut milk, seltzer water, and lime juice. And it's actually really good. Is that like a virgin pina colada? What's going on there? I mean, not a pina colada. I think it's more mojito like because it isn't Pina colada is more pineapple, right? But oh, yeah. but yeah, that is the idea. Okay. It just has a nice some, – I'm not really complicated with my self-made food. I'm not like the amazing cook or anything. I can just make it function. So I was just like, what has a good amount of flavors that's not water or soda because I don't really drink soda. Now, I do have something kind of real that I have missed that I'm looking forward to getting back to is especially being at the Pager Duty booth or walking around with the Pager Duty shirt is the amount of strangers that will walk up to you and tell you that they hate you. <laughs> I Wait, have never had that happen to me. It's the shoot the messenger yeah, part the, of it. But right. I always generally followed up with some sort of ridiculous on-call horror story. Or, yeah. So it's, it's an I hate you with love. But it is kind of fun. Because you get you get to meet a lot of a lot of neat people and hear hear stories when you're you're walking around with that that good old Pager Duty logo on. So I do think that that's kind of fun. And just to warn you, Quinn, my very first conference I went to at Pager Duty was uh, DevOps Days Minneapolis, and people will come up to the booth and tell you uh, how much they they love to tell you how much they hate Pager Duty, but love it. So for anybody that's going to be at DevOps Days Minneapolis, uh, troll <laughs> Quinn at the booth, please. I mean. Because it'll be fun. It's only fair because I think I told you, and I don't know if you remember, but that is literally how I met Maddie, my first conference, DevOps Days Chicago. Hey, how do you like Pager Duty? And I'm like, well, I'm an advocate now. So it's it's a really great app that does what it needs to do, but it was cathartic to uninstall you. <laughs> <laughs> my response to that is always, you're welcome. That's kind of what his response was. He's like, yeah. Mandy, what are you most excited about? Unlike Quinn, I'm not looking forward to, to convention food uh, or bad hotel coffee. Uh, that, that's been sort of the benefit of the past 18 months is, you know, drinking coffee at home. But yeah, I, I'm ready to, to interact with people in person just to like, be a little off the cuff and a little off the record with folks. And like, I feel like I like the virtual events, because I feel like we get a wider variety of folks, but they're still kind of constrained. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's not as off the record, right? People are, are it, you're typing something in, like, is somebody going to screenshot this? And, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a little bit more, you know, in the moment, I think, with folks and, you know, having a little bit more uh, irreverent conversations, maybe. Maybe not getting told how much they hate pager duty. Like, I'm, I've heard that. Yeah, before, they're going to tell us they love us. We have stickers. It's with love. We, they tell us love. They, they hate us with love. Yes. 100%. So, all right. Well, we're at a pretty good time here. Do you have any other parting um, advice for folks before we wrap up? Go watch the on-demand content. Definitely go watch the on-demand content. You will have to sign up for Summit. Go ahead and do that. 
It'll be available until the end of July. So you can, you know, pick and choose. Most of the main sessions are about 20 minutes a piece. So you can, you know, hook one up while you're drinking your coffee in the morning or deleting all your email or whatever it is. They start your morning. Uh, the keynote ones are a little bit longer, but um, they're worth listening to, too, like to, to, to go through those stories and see the demos and stuff. So super good. And just as a, a point of clarity for registering for Summit, it is free. Yes. Oh, yeah. Still free. 100%. So, yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, folks, it was a long week. Thank you for all of your hard work. For all of you folks out there, thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Summit website. Join us on the community site. And we are wishing you an uneventful day. That does it for another installment of Pager to the Limit. We'd like to thank our sponsor, PagerDuty, for making this podcast possible. Remember to subscribe to this podcast if you like what you've heard. You can find our show notes at pagertothelimit.com and you can reach us on Twitter at Page It to the Limit using the number two. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, uneventful days are beautiful days.